Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and happy 2022 all around the world. And yes, you found the spot, you found the place, you found Outside the Sheds. I'm your host, your Shed Adamus. I am Corey Jackson. And Happy New Year, everyone. Shedheads, we made it through 2021. Some of us have lasting scars that will never be removed. Some of us have championships. Some of us have new wives. Okay, not me, but some of you have probably new wives, new husbands, who knows. Uh, It's just that time. And that time is a time to reflect a little bit of what we've gone through, the year that we've managed to, how should we say, strike off the books. And then it gives us a chance to look forward, look forward to 2022. And I've heard so many people say, oh, I can't wait for 2022. It's going to be so much better. Uh, Maybe I'm not that more, I'm not as positive as that. I think 2022 is going to be a lot like 2021. But one good thing about that is that means we're still going to have AFL, we're still going to have NRL, we're still going to have Rugby League, Aussie Rules Football, we're still going to have Stanley Cup playoffs, we're still going to have things that make us feel somewhat normal in this non-normal time, and who knows, if maybe this is what normal is now, I don't know, I don't think any of us know, but the one thing we can say for sure is that outside the sheds is going nowhere. And I know you guys were worried. I think I told you I would be back. Well, I am back. I just not back before Christmas. And I wanted to have a New Year's celebration show. Probably won't be as long as all of our shows because everyone's still on holiday down under. Every, you know, I don't think the teams come back until the 8th and the 10th, I think, uh, you know, to resume training. I know the boys over in England are already training for the for the beginning of the Super League, which is the end of this month, the beginning of it. Uh, and big talk out of there, they were just saying that uh, they may still put away the scrums in the Super League again because of the rising cases of Omicron in the UK. But what I wanted to do with this show is do a little reflection, talk about some predictions that we have, and just do that. I just wanted to touch base with you guys, tell you guys Happy New Year, and just to kind of relive what we've gone through. So let's start with the 40-20 and start with the year in the NRL and just say and go over a few things. Number one, we had our champions with the Penrith Panthers. The Penny Panthers finally got over that curse, that hex, and the boys at the foot of the Blue Mountains finally lifted the trophy again uh, and, and brought back a little bit of pride to the black of the Penrith Panthers. And I think a lot of people thought they'd probably been the best club the last two years. Uh, the Melbourne Storm been right there the entire time as well. Melbourne got them last year, and or excuse me, got them in 2020. And then the Panthers got vengeance and, and, and win in 2021. But um, congratulations again to Penrith. I know you guys are probably just finishing celebrating that, that, that premiership. But um, so we had that. We had the Panthers winning the NRL premiership. We had the Dolphins being granted as the new club going forward in the NRL starting in 2023. 
Wayne Bennett at the helm there, the old godfather. Um, and big rumblings out of that. Um, Wayne has been having problems with the Dolphins finding a 5'8 or halfback to come in for the Dolphins to possibly take them um, that first season on. And it looks like they may have to go across the channel to bring an Aussie back because it looks like right now that the Dolphins are circling Blake Austin, uh, who a lot of you guys will remember from his time at, at, at uh, Canberra, uh, his time with the West Tigers. But it looks like Blake Austin might be coming back to the NRL to work in the halves for Wayne Bennett. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, and then, you know, we had Benji Marshall uh, calling it time on his career. A career that, let me put it this way, if that career didn't exist, I may not be your shed Adamas on Outside the Sheds because Benji Marshall was the player. Uh, I've told you before, uh, Benji, Todd Carney uh, were the two players that really got me into the game. Um, that 2010 final series, uh, those two players were playing incredible footy. Uh, Benji won the Golden Boot that season. Um, so I can't think of a better time to come into love of the game than that year. And it's just continued to progress forward from that. And here we are, you know, I guess we can say this 12 years later, right? So uh, Benji, it's going to be strange not seeing the gazelle, as I call him, lining up on a field. I think he's doing a, a an apprentice type show over in, 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 in Australia. Uh, well, if you're going to do an apprentice show, why don't we just send you guys Trump? We'll just send you guys the Donald over there, and uh, we'll let you guys hold him for a little while. But uh, that being said, uh, Benji's still doing Benji things and going out there and, and uh, again, dominating wherever he decides to put his endeavors. Now, what I want to do here is ask my five major questions. What we're going to do with this, we're going to ask the five big questions, I think, for both the NRL and the AFL for this coming 2022 year so let's start with the 4020 of this let's go with the the 2022 questions going forward in the NRL my first one is will the additions of Jackson Hastings Oliver Gildart and Tim Sheens bring the West Tigers out of the the how should we say being a bottom feeder club and get them back up in finals contention. And I don't know if any of us know the answer to that. I know I don't. I know that you guys know that I'm a, I'm a big Jackson Hastings fan, and I'm really excited to see him coming back to Australia in the NRL. Uh, you know, I'm definitely a huge Tim Sheens fan. If you look at it, the Tigers haven't been anything since they got rid of Tim Sheens. So I think Tim Sheens will actually come back and definitely bring a stabilizing force back to the organization and the club. Um, and I think the question is, and I've told you this, I already predicted this later, you know, way, way before, that I don't know by any means if Madge is the guy to take them forward. But if I, if you look at the team that they're going to probably have out in the field, as long as Luke Brooks doesn't jump up to Newcastle, I think that they could be competitive. I think they could push for that number eight position. But they've got to believe. And they've got a tough schedule coming out of the gate. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Because I think there's still some dissension inside that locker room if Madge really is the guy they want to go forward with. So that, to me, is a big question there. What will the those additions mean to the West Tigers? Number two, 
What will a clean and sober Cameron Munster look like? And I think this is fascinating to me because reading stories and listening to what Cameron Munster said of how he was on the drink and, and liking to gamble and all that type of stuff, I don't know, do any of us know what to expect? Because if this guy could play like that, having those demons and running around with those, what is he going to be like with a clean mind? They say he looks incredible. He won the... Uh, the fitness competition for the Melbourne Storm uh, during preseason. What will Cameron Munster be like, clean, sober, clear mind, and being able to fire on all cylinders with that clean mind and that in a, in a better in shape body? That is going to be fascinating. But I think that Cameron Munster could be that key cog that is going to either be the the, the, the the thing that takes Melbourne right back to the finals and in the top four and possibly playing for the premiership or not. And I would say it'd be tough for me to bet against Cameron Munster uh, playing elite football again this year because I think he has a point to prove. I think he wants to show the storm why they were smart to stick with him. And it's going to be fascinating to see. So what will Cameron Munster be like in 2022? Do the Panthers keep their end of the bargain and repeat as the 2022 premieres for the NRL. And there's going to this could be the last year. This could be the last ride for that dominant period for for the Penrith Panthers because Abby Curacao is going to be with the Tigers in 2023. Uh Viliami Kikau is going to be leaving and going to the Bulldogs. Uh that's going to be really unique to see. Um what happens with the boys from the foot of the Blue Mountains because I think they know deep in the back of their mind they better win this season because it's going to be definitely become a lot more difficult after that. Does Billy Slater bring the magic back to the Maroons? That's another question I have. Does Billy Slater, this, this new young coaching staff that's going to be probably be with, with the Maroons, led by Billy, uh, and bringing his buddies, getting the band back together to help lead this new generation of Maroons, does Billy Slater... Win state of origin, does he get the Maroons back to playing the type of footy that they're so proud of? And if you watch Billy, Billy Slater running around, he should just put a Maroons jersey back on and run back out on the field himself. He looks incredible. And I watched him doing playing, I think it was he was doing practice with the Melbourne Storm that he was playing out there with those guys. And I'm going to tell you something. Billy the Kid still looks like he could go for most of the clubs in the NRL. So what does Billy Slater bring back to his beloved Maroons this year? And then finally, my big question is, what does Adam Reynolds in those new colors of the Brisbane Broncos do for that team? Does Adam Reynolds being appointed the captain for the Broncos help elevate their, 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 their play and get them into finals footy this year? And I think if you're a Brisbane fan, that's what you're expecting. You know, we know that Brisbane fans can be very, very demanding and they can want results and boom, 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 boom. But that is my question. Does Adam Reynolds get those guys back into the finals? So there are my five major questions for the NRL this year that I'm excited to see. Now, predictions. And I have two bold predictions for 2022 for the NRL as we finish up the 40-20 for this new year. I have the Sydney Roosters winning the premiership for 2022. That's right. The Chooks, Eastern Suburbs, 
going to be your champions next year and prevent the Penny Panthers from repeating. My other bold prediction is that the Blues win their second straight State of Origin series. I don't want to, I don't want to say they're going to break Billy Slater's heart, but I do say that the Blues repeat and win State of Origin. So, there we go. There are my two big predictions. Sydney Roosters winning the NRL and the Blues repeating State of Origin. Now, let's go to On the Mark. And the, the, the big questions I have, and, and, and looking back, I think some of the major things that happened uh, in the in, for the, excuse me for the AFL this year, the Melbourne Demons winning the Premiership. I think you know lifting that flag, uh, that was something that I think a lot of people were excited to see. Um, they've been such a such a such a such a downtrodden team for so long. It was so good to see those guys having success, winning that flag. I, I still, it still guts me that Nathan Jones did not run out on the field for that team um, to win that since he got to, unfortunately, go through all those years of mediocrity. But uh, it, it, it is good to see the Demons uh, do what they did in 2021. Um, my other big thing was Dustin Martin reflecting on that season, 2021. The Tigers don't make it to finals. And you know that it has a lot to do with Dusty not finishing the season after he got that lacerated kidney against the uh, Brisbane Lions. And I'm very, very excited to see what Dustin Martin does coming back. Uh, I, I'm curious to see, you know, the loss of his father, where he is mentally, and will he really play even better because of these two things? Because he has a point to prove. And even though Dustin Martin is very quiet, he's very, very... Uh, guarded with what he lets get out there. He's very, very private. Uh, I think Dustin Martin is going to lift his game, even at the age of 30, to new heights. So I think that is what's going to happen, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Dusty plays. Now, here are my questions to be answered for the AFL. Has a dynasty began at the Melbourne Demons? Are we about ready to see the D's rifle off three out of four you know, flags uh, over the next four years. Um, or was that just a, a shot in the arm, a, you know, a flash in the pan, something that's going to happen one year, and then they're going to go back to being a strong club? Because with the club they have and the roster they have, there's no way that they're going to just fall off. But what do they do? Do they really win multiple flags in the next few years? That is a question. My other question I have is who will Richmond name as their next captain to replace Kachi, Trent Kachin. I myself would not be removing Trent Kachin as the captain for the, the Richmond Tigers. I think he has too much game left. That's one thing I will really never understand with the AFL, uh, with the clubs, why sometimes they think they need to change captaincy because you're going to try to tell me that a new captain is going to have a more pronounced voice in those huddles than Trent Kachin. So if you got a, a player that still plays in the level Trent Cotchin is, why are you going to replace him as the captain? Because he is the voice that that team... I'm saying he's been your captain for the most successful period the team has had in years. Decades. So I, I don't really understand that. I know clubs are going to be and do what clubs do, and it's kind of hard to argue with the Richmond Tigers for the success they've had, but I would not be removing Trent Cotchin. But it's been done, so who is going to be the next captain going forward for the Richmond Tigers. Do the Gold Coast Suns make the finals? 
I think a team that has been building and building and building and building and trending upward, I think it's about time that the Gold Coast Suns breach that top eight and make it to finals footy. They got Chol up there now. They've got some players now. They can't complain about saying that they're an expansion club. They can't get their team. In. No, that, that's done. You can't be using that anymore. And I'm, I'm very curious because I just had this sense, this feeling that Gold Coast is going to be something special this year. I'm not by any means saying they're going to finish top four, but I think the Gold Coast Suns have a really good chance of making the top eight. So that's one of my major questions. Can Nat Fife return from injury and return to being the dominant player he was and that he previously had been? And I think when you start seeing players get injured more and more and more, shoulders, that type of thing, you know, there was talk that that, that infection that got Nat, Nat Fife's shoulder was so bad they had to have multiple surgeries. But he looks like he's fine. They're even saying now that he could be playing week one for Fremantle. So I'm very, very curious to see. We know he's got to get his legs back, but let's say he stays healthy. Will Nat Fife be a dominant, dominant player come May? And that's what I really am curious to see, uh, because I, you know, we know, you know, he's a he, he's a daily, you know, he has been a champion before. Uh, he's been a Brownlow medalist. The question is, can he get back? Because if he gets back to that, around that type of level, Fremantle could be a top eight side this year. So, will Nat Fife rebound from injury and become the dominant Nat Fife minus the samurai ponytail that we're used to seeing? And then finally, what do the Collingwood Magpies look like after the horrible on-field and off-field 2021 season they had? You know, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know the the answer to this question. I don't know what is going to go on with Collingwood. I know of of all the clubs in the AFL that has maybe the most rapid fan base, it is the Collingwood Magpies, and we know their fans don't accept a mediocre team. So what happens? You've got the off field. Problems for Jordan Dugowie. Uh, you have, you know, changing it, the, the, the helm, new coach, uh, board member changes, uh, new president changes. It's been a lot for a season for any club, let alone one of the most prominent clubs in the competition. So what does Collingwood look like and do for 2022? Look at that. Look at that rhyme right there, Shedheads. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And my bold prediction for the 2022 season I have the Richmond Tigers coming back and reclaiming the flag and bringing it back to Tigertown. That's right. The yellow and black I have being your 2022 flag winners and premiership champions for the AFL. Now, outside the bubble, because you know what this show is. This is a show for Rugby League AFL. I saw last night Two college football games. We had Georgia 34, Michigan 11, and Alabama 27, Cincy 6. Which means we've now set up a college football playoff final championship game between two clubs that just played a few weeks ago. And I'm sorry that the state of Georgia and the state of Alabama is so happy because the other 
50 plus states, 49 plus states, whatever, are not excited about this. We're not excited about this game. I may have it on because that's what I do. I, I, I watch sports. I talk to you guys about sports. I, you know, I love reporting that stuff, Shedheads. But there's no intrigue for me about this game. I don't care. Uh, I don't. I don't care. It's been done. I just watched it. Why do I have to watch it again? I felt the same way when Alabama and LSU replayed weeks later after you know, you know, LSU won the the regular season game and then Alabama won the chance. I just we've got to find a way, and I think we've got to get this thing up to twelve clubs where we've got all the champions in there. And then either two or four um, outside teams that get voted in. But college football, it's missing its mark. You've got players opting out. They've got a game going on right now, Ohio State and Utah, where some of the biggest named players for Ohio State opted out to go to the go to the go to the draft. And that drives me crazy. A lot of people are, are busting on Kurt Herb Street right now because he said that kids just don't love the game like they used to. And that is a fact. If you're mad at Kurt Herb Street for saying that, you better look in the mirror. Because I was outside playing football. I was outside playing sports while kids now sit and play computer games. And there's nothing again, you know, hey, whatever. You know, I'm not hacking on the kids of today. It's just not my cup of tea. We had video games when I was a kid. But I rather would have been outside playing ball with my friends. It, that's where camaraderie comes from. That's where being a leader later on down in life, when you learn to work together and play against one another, make decisions, that type of stuff. You know, I'll never understand a kid playing a video game making a million dollars a year um, from playing a video game. I just, I just won't. You can call me old. You can say the Shedadamas is just bitter. Not bitter. I just don't understand it. So... Yes, they don't love the game. They love the money. They love the notoriety. They love the, they love the fame. They love the NIL, getting paid now while you're back in college, not having to eat ramen noodles every day. They love that stuff. But but like those, like Desmond and, and, and Herb Street said, making it to a bowl game was a reward for an for a season that got you into a bowl game. Maybe that's maybe some of that is the NCAA's fault because they have so many bowl games now. Teams that just make six wins, a 500 club goes to a bowl game, and that's not. I I I, I don't. You know, you're rewarding a team that's 500. I don't know if a team that's 500 deserves a reward, and I'm not hacking on anybody that went there. You know, that's the way the landscape is in college football now. That's fine, but. I if I went 50% on one of my tests, I wasn't partying. When I was in school, if I got a 50% on a on, on a paper, I was in trouble when I went home. Now people are being rewarded for being 500. And I think that's some of it. I think these kids think and they see the only reason these bowl games are out there is to make people money, make sponsors money, make revenue money for ticket sales, all of that stuff, you know? So Herb Street, Kirk Herb Street, Desmond Howard, I am 100% behind you. And just the people that are whining are just the people that don't like looking at themselves in the mirror and probably say things are Democratic hoaxes, but that's something else. But uh, not excited about this game, Shed has just really not. And, uh, you know, if that's what college football thinks everybody wants to see, I think that that's why college football is in trouble. Um, I know it's making incredible, incredible money now. Um, heck, I'm getting ready to get off with you guys when I end this podcast and go watch the end of the, the Rose Bowl. 
go Utah. And then I'm going to uh, watch the Sugar Bowl tonight. But, uh, you know, I, I, it doesn't have the same burn in my stomach when I when I watch um, grit, grit on or, or football. And to me, the NFL is a joke. I'm saying the refereeing is horrible. Um, they're changing rules to let guys come back sooner because they want to make sure that marquee names are on the field. They don't really care about COVID. And we know that the, the league doesn't care about their players. Um but it's getting so obvious now that they don't really care about anybody's well-being. We just want to make sure those guys are back out on the field and playing. And that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And that's something that I really, I don't. And not that uh, pro football, you know, pro NFL, that type of stuff has ever been my favorite favorite sport. I've always been more of a college guy. And that's kind of leaving too because, you know, college students aren't college students anymore. They're, you know, not as well-paid football players. But Anyway, so we've got a, a, a national championship matchup next Monday between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I will tell you the game that's two days before that. I'm more excited to watch Montana State against the North Dakota State Bison play up in Frisco, Texas in that game. Those are two teams that have actually played a playoff system and I think are being rewarded by playing for that championship. So that is the game I'm going to talk up. North Dakota State, Montana State, going to be some good football next Saturday afternoon. Make sure you check that out. But with that being said, Shedheads, that is our New Year's. I'm happy you guys made it to 2022. I'm happy you're my Shedheads. I'm happy you're along for the ride here. I uh, want to give one shout out to the governor in Wyoming, Australia. Gavin Tibbles, happy birthday, my friend. You have taught me a lot about no matter your age, that you will attack anything. You'll climb up on the top of roofs. You'll go down. You taught me about the man shed so much. So happy birthday to you, my friend. Um, and go All Blacks. But until next week, Shedheads, happy new year. Merry Christmas. Belated it is, I know. But until next week, this has been Outside the Sheds. I am your host, Corey Jackson. Happy 2022! See ya! And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson, talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about.